What's up, guys? Welcome back to the NBA Cast. We got another good show going on today. Again, with me, I have the $18,000 kid. What up, Steve? What up, what up? Now, we done done a few polls on Twitter because we done clearly been disagreeing on some basketball stuff lately. And the first one we're going to get into it with is that stuff over Giannis because I can't get over the fact that you want to choose the Greek Greek over Steph Curry. Uh, yeah, and I think a lot of people would agree with me. I mean, Go. you got Steph. You got Steph. Yes, he's one of the best offensive players of all time. He can shoot lights out. He's a walking basically 35, 40 piece. But I would rather take the guy that can pretty much do the same thing minus shooting. He can still put up 35, 40, 40 a night. But he's also going to get you boards. He can get assists just like Curry. Obviously, Curry can, you know, dribble better. Playmaking may be a little better. But Giannis is a Giannis is a cheat code, bro. He takes two steps and he's in the lane. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, he's a cheat code. And then, I mean, he could play legitly. He could play... I don't know about the one as far as defense, but he could definitely play the two, three, four, and five. He could play the one on, on like, the bigger guys that aren't as quick and stuff. But, I mean, Steph, he's limited to the one and two. You can't put him in the three, four, or five. You just can't. So I'm going with the more versatile guy in Giannis, and you could take your scoring – and push it aside. You know, that that was all – that was beautiful. You know, that nonsense that you were just speaking. That bullshit you were just speaking. I was going to what it is. Was nonsense, bro. Look, I, I'm not even going to say no names. I'm just going to – I have a few things I'm going to say, and I just want you to listen. All right? All right. All right. Don't interrupt either. I won't. Three-time NBA champion. Two-time MVP, one being unanimous. Six-time NBA All-Star. Three-time All-NBA first team. Two-time All-NBA second team. One All-NBA third team. NBA scoring champion. NBA Steals leader, 50, 40, 90 club. AP Athlete of the Year. Who is that, Steve? Obviously, it's it's going to be Curry. Oh, 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 oh. That's a, it's going to be Curry. Oh, okay, that's it. You don't even pick your lips to say nothing else yet. Now. When you build around a, when you build around someone like Giannis, here's where you run into that problem, especially in today's day, because we've seen it. We've seen it last year in the playoffs, and we've seen it this year in the playoffs, and they're playing Orlando. You can zone them. The Bucks are not the best three-point shooting team. Bledsoe can't shoot. Chris Middleton has not found his stroke since he's been in the bubble. You got Brooke Lopez who can shoot, but that ain't enough because he's so inconsistent. So it's easy to sit here and you can 
you you can contain someone like Greek, or you can just let Greek do whatever the hell he wants to do and continue to keep everybody else in check, which is what Orlando's been doing. The reason Orlando has not won more than one game is because we're the worst three-point shooting team in the league. And the one game we did win, we shot the three extremely well. Yes. The, the Bucks are a very sketchy team. It's it's hard to – in today's day, it's hard to build around somebody like that, like a Giannis who can't shoot, which is why Philly is having their problem. But we'll get into Philly a little bit later. We're still on Giannis. And, All right. Uh, now, someone like Steph who can create space, create his own shot, let's – that kind of player – you can do so much with, which is which is why Golden State has able was able to transform the way the NBA has been played. It was a big part of Steph Curry and the and the range that he has. As a matter of fact, if you you watch the Dallas Mavericks, they Rick Carlisle has taken a few pages from Kerr and the way their offense is being ran because their spacing is also elite. Mm-hmm. You know. They they do a lot of off ball screens with the bigs, off ball screens with the other guards, which, which allows so much space and movement. You can't do that with someone like Greek Freak unless you take him and you make him play the five. And at that point, you you play him like like Orlando did Dwight. You make everyone around him a shooter. Like everyone, your fours can shoot, your threes a shooter, your twos a shooter, and your ones a shooter. Like it, it, at that point, that's the best way to utilize it because you just leave him in that paint, and no one can double at that point. When they do, they're knocking down the three, which is why Orlando's run was so beautiful. Yeah. So can it be done? Yes. But who is it better to be ran by? I'm gonna take the three-time champion, Mr. Stephen Curry. All right, all right, all right. My turn, my turn. Yeah, come on. Come on, bring it. Chris Middleton is the second best player Giannis has played with, correct? Yes. He's had in his career. What would that be on Steph Curry's team? Out of all the best players he's had, that would be what, his the sixth or seventh best player? Whoa, that's kind of disrespectful to Chris Middleton. Okay, okay, Steph Curry. Okay, you got Steph Curry. You got Clay Thompson. Wait, but you saying you saying don't include Steph because you said. Well, obviously, I'm not including Steph. Okay, okay, okay. just make it. Right. So you got uh, Clay Thompson. Uh huh. I would take Draymond over him. Okay. I would take obviously. KD. Durant over him. Okay. And let's see. Don't you say the um, Jim Barnes? <laughs> don't you? <laughs> It may be the fourth. It may be the fourth. You could. He immediately slots in. You could possibly put Iggy, but probably not. You could. You could. You could make a case for Iggy. Okay. Now, that also goes back to our argument. You got a guy like Steph. What did they do? They went and drafted Steph, uh, Draymond. They went and drafted Clay Thompson. Yeah. It's not like they happen to have the cap to fit KD in. And at that point, every team in America, every team in the world would have done it. That's why, that's why I don't, I don't, I don't get mad at Golden State. I don't get mad at KD for it. They build that team around him. Giannis is literally just hitting his peak. He is just hitting his peak. And he's only going to get better for the next two, three years. He is. And they're going to be able to build around him. They're going to be able to bring at least one other person in there 
to help him out. Because, I mean, if he – dude, if he develops a three in, like, the 35 to 38 range, 38% range, he's going to be almost one of the most unstoppable players. Of course. Because if he's hitting at that rate, I mean, how do you stop him? But here's, Pretty much you're going to have to take your chances and let him shoot. But the question is, who do you take right now? I'm taking Giannis. Right now? Yeah, hands down. Steve, I'm taking we, the more versatile. No. Because Giannis plays – he plays defense on at all levels. He'll play perimeter defense, and he will play, obviously, in the paint. Okay. This average is almost three blocks a game. This perimeter defense that you speak of, this is only perimeter defense to get, like, threes and up because the guard oh, – you mean his position? You mean his position? But you Obi, you trying to give him you trying to give him more points talking about some he can guard the perimeter. He can't guard the perimeter. He, he is can. He can guard his two. Feet, he his can guard feet two. Very slow. His feet is very slow. All it takes is one shifty. Okay, so he's going to see Jay McCollum on game? That he could. Stop. I'm not gonna say he's gonna lock down, but who locks down CJ like that though? CJ is one of the more better uh, offensive players in the league. I can guarantee you there's a team in New Orleans that said they can lock the boys up. They have locked them boys Seven up. New Orleans, oh my God, that that team don't play defense. Maybe not now, but let's not act like they ain't just sweep them. Them same that same Portland Trailblazers team a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. When Drew Holiday was locking up. Yeah, well, uh, they definitely didn't lock up anybody in the bubble this year. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was scoring. You're right about that, but I, what, I don't know. On the poll, who who won that vote? I think last time I checked, it went Steph hopped on early, and then Giannis made a huge run. And oh, because people up. use their common sense. Got it. No, people like you start <laughs> thinking about the future and not about right now. That's the thing. I hate people because people are so in the moment. Instead of being making sense, because no, stuff ain't, because y'all stuff ain't playing, y'all forget. People. Because stuff ain't playing, we forget. Like now, all of a sudden, Damian Lillard can, has the most range in the NBA. Stop, stop. Obviously, people forget. I mean, you forgot to put Steph in your top five offensive players of all time, or top ten, I should say. Yeah, Giannis ended up winning that fifty-three to forty-seven percent. So that's just what that's just because people have the mindset of me. They would like versatile versatility over just offense. Yeah, Steph plays. He plays. Uh, what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? Reasonable defense, I guess. He he plays defense good enough. But I mean, Giannis, you can literally just keep him in the paint. You can just have him guard the four and do a whole bunch of help defense. Yeah, but you can't do that with Curry. I mean, if I'm building, if I'm building the team, man, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take the most creative, the most. I, I, he's probably the most difficult offensive person I've ever seen. And you know what? But not only because he can shoot so well, but bro, he's like the only point guard I've ever seen that sets screens. Yeah. That that's that offense though, right? But you see how much you can do with a guard like that. 
You see how much you could do with a freaking – basically somebody that could play center. Yeah. That but can he, handle the ball. Dude, you put – hey, you put Giannis – He's not bro, popping nothing. Bro, if you put Giannis in a system like the Rockets with nothing but shooters all around and just play a five, wide, five out, how are you stopping that? But then isn't that what I just said? Didn't I nope. say it? And I guess I did. Because I said in order for that to work, you put him at the five and you surround him with shooters, just like Orlando did Dwight. I said this. Yeah, you, see, you can. That's how I would build it. Yeah, and you, you're right. That would be unstoppable. But you know what else is unstoppable? Steph Curry's offense. You see, you see what they do. You, I don't know. I think it's way easier to shut down. I think it's easier to shut down Curry that because Curry, he does have a lot of bad shooting days. We're not gonna act like he doesn't. I'm not gonna say he has a. I'm not gonna say like you know he has a whole bunch, but he if his sh- shots aren't going down, he, he's he's pretty much a non-factor. Okay. Giannis doesn't rely on his shooting ability. Giannis don't know how to get Giannis if his shot isn't going down he's freaking just forcing that shit to the to the paint and um, he just forcing it to the paint and Euro stepping dunking exactly Giannis ain't Giannis don't know how to get past the second round because he knows he knows how to get to the rack but not the second round of the he don't know how to get past the second round of the playoffs it's all right. He'll, I mean, he's young. He's only 25, bro. 25. So, again, you're talking about the future. You're not talking about right No, I'm saying I'm saying he's he's going to be, I mean, obviously, yes, the future, but he's probably the better player right now. He's won an MVP just like Steph. What's his unanimous? It is, no, obviously not. He, Harden was having a really good year too. Who, who came in second on that Steph Curry uh, um, voting? On the unanimous one? Yeah. I'm going to go out on the limb and just say LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's a safe bet. Right. Like, I'm not even going to take any chances. I'm just going to say LeBron James. And at that point, what's the question? What's the issue? I mean, Harden was Harden's year was easily an MVP year. Yeah, but Giannis Harden took it away that year. Honestly, nah. I don't know, bro. They both put up big numbers. Both teams were winning. The thing, the thing is, we've normalized James Harden's performances. He drops 40, yeah. 50, 60 so much now that when he does it on the stat line, we don't even care anymore. But anytime Almost. anyone else does it, it's a huge news. But Harden does it so much that no one cares anymore. And it's almost not right. It's like Westbrook. Yeah. Westbrook yeah. puts up triple doubles left and right, 30, 40 points. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, let's face it. LeBron's been – the best player in the league for I don't know how long. I mean, obviously he's the new wave is coming in and taking over a little, but I mean LeBron has he's he could have probably won what six, 
probably six MVPs. He should have. But, I mean, everybody has just got, like you said, normalized his stats, and we're just like, oh, that's just a good year. Exactly, and that's the issue. I, 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 I mean, I don't think you can't you can't go wrong with any with either player you choose, either Steph or Giannis. It's really just how you're gonna build your team, honestly. But I, I mean, like I said, for me, I've seen enough of that because I had Dwight. I I know I seen I seen enough, and it didn't get me a goddamn championship. Yeah, <laughs> so. but Dwight isn't. Giannis. Dwight could only play in the paint. Yeah, but you got to remember, Dwight was dominant. He was. He was. Best center in the league at the time. Yeah. Best defensive player in the league at the time. Yep. And his offense was still getting better because he had uh, Patrick Ewing on the coaching staff, and that was our big man coach at the time. And it was like every year, Dwight's offensive skill set was getting a lot better. He started developing that little running baby hook shot. Dwight was starting to look good. And like I said, I've seen enough of that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you guys – and then everybody started spreading the floor and kind of taking the big man out of the game. Yeah, and and exactly. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. But Giannis isn't your typical big man. He's not even a big man, technically. He is a big man. What saved him was Jason Kidd realizing that he could actually do more. And that's why he likes Jason Kidd so much. I mean, he's too scrawny to play the – I mean, he's obviously built muscle, but he's too scrawny to play the freaking four or five. Maybe not in this day and age. This day and age, he could play the four easily. Easily, yeah. Yeah, I mean – like I said, the, it just depends on how you build your team, man. Yeah. Um, and when it comes to building your team, there's no more question marks than the 76ers. Yes, indeed. They just got rid of Brett Brown. They did, which yeah. I think everybody knew that was happening, regardless Regardless yeah. of some people, some people say they, they were a couple years too late with that move, and I I think I got to agree. I don't know. Because it's tough, man. I mean, how many games – in the past three years, how many games has Embiid and Simmons played together? Not many at all. Exactly. So, I mean, they have never were able to reach their full potential. But they're also not the only good players on that team. They're the, they're the only ones with star potential. Or a superstar potential. I'll, I'll give. That's the thing. That's the thing. Superstar potential. Because let's not act like Tobias Harris is a bum. Al Horford, yeah. you can say, is, he's wild. Uh, he's he's, he's getting older. He's yeah. he's still a solid role player, but yeah. You, you still have Josh Richardson, who who shows flash. Oh yeah, you have talent on that on that roster, definitely. Problem is, you you don't have enough. Uh, like, if if the if they wanted to keep Embiid, they could almost build that roster a lot like Orlando did. You have your dominant big in Embiid, and just surround him with shooters and keep him in the paint. However, that series showed their pick and roll defense when Embiid has to switch, or you know just like he never hedged. 
they they never hedge. He always drops down. And when he drops down, I mean, whoever the point guard is, as long as they have a decent shot, they're going to just go off. And that's what Kemba did. And Kemba just pick and roll them to death. But and see, that's the thing. I, I, I say when they came to our poll, you had three answers. Get rid of yes. Embiid, get rid of Ben, or get rid of them both. I can't remember which one I chose because ever since I chose that answer, I've been so inconsistent with what I've been thinking and feeling about the whole situation. Because obviously Brown had to go. That was the first step and yep. and changing the scenery. Now the second step. Let's okay. Here's where I've been coming up. In my mind, I've been having a couple issues. Okay, so let's let's go ahead and break down the trading Embiid. You trade Embiid, you just lost your superstar that stays healthy the most because Ben hurts all the time. Yeah. Uh, Embiid has been getting more and more healthy every year. So you lose your healthier guy. Yes. You lose your healthier guy. when you. But the problem is when you said you can build your team with Embiid like you can with Orlando, you can't do that because Dwight knew that he was not supposed to be anywhere past 13 feet away from the basket. You have Embiid. You have Embiid that bails defenses out by shooting threes, by shooting fadeaway jump shots. I don't know if that's him being tired. I don't know if that's him being lazy, but that's bailing out the defense. He's a dominant inside man. So it's kind of hard to get rid of Embiid, and and with uh. With Embiid and losing Ben, it the way he plays, and like I said, the way he bails out defenses, it's hard to think about how to build a team around him because he's not the most athletic guy. He's not running up and down the court. When you get when you keep Embiid, you have to run a half court offense for sure. And then today's game, that's almost completely out of the game. You know, true. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You tell me because, like I said, keeping in B for one, it, I think that'll be that'll be tough to build a surrounding winning team because you'd have to be okay with him bailing defenses out time and time again. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I know for sure I pick keep Ben Simmons. Because, I mean, in this day and age, having a, a dominant big almost doesn't work. It just doesn't. So, I mean, you're going to have to literally build your roster all around him, which I don't know. At that point, if you get rid of – I think if you get rid of Embiid, you've got to get rid of Simmons. Like, you, you might as well just blow it all up. But I would definitely – I mean, like I said, I'd keep Simmons, though, but uh, I just – in this day and age, like you said, everything is fast-paced, so why not get Simmons who can do everything? I mean, obviously not shooting. Let's see, that's the easy answer. The easy answer 
Uh, your first thought is going to be keep Ben Simmons. But, again, he's eating up a lot of contract for someone that's not staying healthy. True. How many let's, How many uh, games has he missed in the last, like, two or three seasons? I'm going to go out on, on a limb and say at least 30. This year, obviously. So, 10 games a season? Oh, Oh, and the last three all combined? Oh, the last three all combined, I would probably say about 50 to 60. 50 to 60? Yeah. That'll be my Maybe guess. right. Because, yeah, I mean, there was – it was rarely – I mean, they were rarely on the floor together. Right. When he out, was unfortunate. And, and then even with Ben Simmons. So now – now with Ben Simmons, let's say you keep Ben Simmons and you get rid of Embiid. Now you have a point guard that is not only can't shoot the three, he won't. He just he barely will attempt the three. When you don't attempt the three, it is so easy at that point. Offensively, you are playing four on five. At that point, once the ball leaves his hands, I no longer care about him outside the three point line. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but he could get to the rack. I mean, he. So, in my mind, I've always said this, and people are probably going to kill me for this, but in my mind, Simmons and Giannis are the same player. The only difference, Giannis is aggressive. Simmons isn't. Simmons is more passive. If Simmons was more of a scorer, he could be a lot like what Giannis is now. If he just was more aggressive, took it to the rim, and actually drive to score rather than drive to kick. Yeah. And obviously, if he, you know, worked on his shooting. Yeah, I think I think their style of play and their skill set is similar. Um, their athleticism is a little bit different because Giannis is more, you know, strength. Strength based, whereas Ben is. But he wasn't always. He wasn't. He was. He worked on it. But it wasn't like he was. A, he was never as fast and as quick as Ben Simmons, which is why one plays the point guard and one is a forward. True. So even even with that being said, I don't. I wouldn't say I agree with you at that extent because Giannis has always been a big a big man. He's always been a forward. He's always played in the paint. Whereas Ben was always running around being a point, being a point guard, which is why he never transitioned to anything else. That's why he, he's not ever in the paint. At least not posting up, at least. And so building your team with – obviously you build your team with Ben Simmons. Clearly you're building your team with nothing but shooters. Um. But see, if with your Ben, not only not only do they have to be shooters, they also need to be able to create their own shot because the defense is going to be able to uh, sag off so heavily on Ben Simmons that it's almost going to create a zone like defense. Even just and it's going to be almost natural because there's always going to be whoever he's guarding can help at any point. As long as Ben Simmons isn't making any backdoor cuts, any hard slashes to the basket, he's irrelevant once the ball is out of his hand. Yeah. 
So right I, I, I guess at that point, like you said, if you had to trade one, you might as well trade them both. I think at yeah, this point, at this point, they might just be best keeping them both. The only thing is, the only thing is, the way the 76 is screwed up their salary contract, they would, because Al Horford has a fat contract. Yeah, Horford has a fat contract and Tobias Harris. Yes. Neither of those have really lived up to their contract. Tobias has kind of lived up to it. Not really, but he's he's had his moments. Horford really hasn't. Horford's just there. But the, the thing with Tobias, see, I personally think that their three-headed attack can work. I think it can work. I think Ben Simmons, Tobias, and Embiid can work very well because Tobias and Embiid can still shoot the three if need be. Obviously, they're not the best three-point shooters, but they both hover that 34 to 38 range, right? Mm-hmm. But the difference is you have Tobias now who's a, who's a three-level scorer who can drive to the basket as well, which is what they're going to need. Yeah. Now what they should do with those other two positions is where I say you – honestly, them losing J.J. Redick was a bad thing. I think their two guard needs to be nothing but a three and D type player. And that was made J.J. Redick perfect in that system. I think they messed that one up too soon. But JJ, Well, J.J. Redick doesn't play defense for one. Believe it or not, he goes to New Orleans and he's actually one of their better defenders because he's so willing to just throw his body around. But I mean, Josh Richardson is a defender. He he he's been known as a three and D guy his whole career. Josh Richardson also thinks his britches. He he wears his britches too big for his own self. <laughs> he wants to be the scorer. You need somebody that knows the role of just defense and three point shooting. JJ Redick, Shane Battier, like those kind of guys. Yeah. Um, and then at the four, at the four is tricky because at the four. You're gonna. You could either go two, one or two ways. I'm not sure. I haven't decided which way I think is going to be more efficient with the rest of that team. But you mm-hmm. can with a four that is a lot. Take like a Horace Grant type player. Pure athleticism can run the run the court like a gazelle because somebody's going to have to be able to run up and down with Ben. Yeah. You could either you can either go that route, who's just a utility player. You you don't you're not looking for many points out of that guy, unless yeah. like I said, it's him running the court. He does all the dirty work. Yes, yeah, exactly. You either so Iguodala almost type player. Yeah. So you can you can either go that route or you go with a pick and pop big man. And if you want to go like cheaper options, you go call Dallas for what's his name, Maxi Cooper. Uh, one of those guys that you just give they get a screen, turn around and pop off like Ryan Anderson, uh, Elisova used to be, you know, uh, Miritich used to be. Get get somebody that can just just pop all day. Because obviously the best way for Ben to get some kind of offense is going to be him going downhill and picking rows of the best bet. Yeah. So like I said, with the four, I'm not sure which way I'd rather go. I'm not sure which one would be more efficient for them yet. You want to put Harris at the four and then just get a different three? No. And I say that because I think with the four, you can go more options than by moving Tobias at the four and now possibly putting him in a situation where him and uh, Embiid have to work out together. Because now at that point, they're all, both of them, you can't have two score. It's hard to have two scoring big big men because they have to share that 15-foot radius. Yeah. So, But right now, isn't that what Harris is playing the four? If it is, that's the reason why Brett Brown got fired. <laughs> 
I'm pretty sure it is because who was their starting five? I mean, when Andy. Simmons was there, because Horford came off the bench. Horford's been off the bench, yeah. So I don't. I'm pretty sure Harris has been playing the four all year. And which is he's fine. As we, <laughs> I he's gone. He's out of there, Bucko. Yeah, and they. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess to to wrap up this conversation, I guess because we still have a lot of playoff talk to talk about. Um, I mean, in my mind, you just got to stay with Simmons, man. And honestly, you think they're going to go uh, – who do you think they're going to get as coach? You think Mark Jackson would be a good fit? Uh, I love Mark Jackson as a coach. Do I think he can go in Philly and produce immediately the way, one, they're going to expect and their fans are going to expect, and two, Mark Jackson will have to come up with a totally different offensive style of play because his, his offensive style of play just – it never worked. No, What's not, not with Simmons running the – Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that would be – I think, I think honestly, I think you're 100% right. I think if you have to get rid of one, it has to be Embiid. But if they decide to go Ben, like you said, I think they need to just go ahead and blow the whole thing up. If they decide to go Ben, you might as well get rid of Embiid too. Yeah. Um, so I guess at that, I'll go ahead and uh, we'll go ahead and introduce our ad. All right, now we're back, and we're going to go ahead and discuss some of our playoff results that we've seen. Uh, let's go ahead and get this out of the way. The Magic are trash. They need to rebuild, scrap everything, get rid of everybody, and start all over. Let's start with the 50 million power forwards that we have that all can just do the same thing. They can all go. Vooch is the only player on the team that I'm ready to keep right now. I guess I'll – actually, I'll, I'll take that back. Vooch and Markel, everyone else can kick rocks. Yeah, I mean, you guys been playing with, like, a similar roster for, what, the last three years? And it's all been a fight for the eighth seed. All Pretty much. Years. You've been, like, eighth seed and then one and done. It's, it's, it's over. All right, I know I know that you guys in Orlando – look, I'm an Orlando fan, guys. Just a little bit clear. I'm an Orlando Magic fan, and I was excited to see us in the playoffs for the first time, too. But now it's time to, it's time to strip it, get rid of it. A lot of people are saying if we're, if we're going to go that route, if we're going to break the team apart, a lot of people say that we need to go ahead and get rid of Vooch, too. I say yeah, – I mean, why wouldn't you go – why would you um, not get rid of uh, – just get rid of Vooch and then keep Gordon? Gordon's Vooch, younger. Vooch is, is the only all consistent offensive player we have, and for the contract that we're paying him, we're not going to get anyone better than that. What are you guys paying him right now? He's got a four-year right at 100 mil, I want to say. 25? And, 25 and mil a year, basically? Essentially, and I think that's perfect. He's the most skilled. I'm going to say this. I'm going on record to say this because a lot of people probably won't agree, but if you watch basketball, offensive centers, Vucevic has probably one of the highest offensive skill set in the NBA. Yeah, he's Boom. he's up there. I mean, he's yeah. just not a household name, but because he's in Orlando, which is yeah, that's understandable. Aaron Pretty Gordon, much. bro. There's two. There's two people that need to go immediately, and I've been on record to say this time and time again. Number one, Evan Fournier, you got to go. 
you got to go. That's another guy that's getting a big contract from us for his inconsistent level of levels that he's bringing to us. No, he plays no defense, and offensively, he's here and there. He'll drop 29 one game, and then he won't smell a bucket to the fourth the next. He got to go, and I think Aaron Gordon's time here is over. It got to go. He has to go as well. Yeah, Aaron, I don't know, man. I mean, Gordon ain't bad when healthy. No, he has Aaron Gordon when healthy. I think can, but I think he can max out as a, a second team NBA defensive player, and I think he mm-hmm. can be a very a very decent offensive guy. But I think our experiment with Aaron Gordon, I think while he's still young, the money we're paying him for the for him to be basically he the money we're paying him, he needs to be our second guy. He needs to be our second go to guy, and he's not. So at that point, I think you got to go. That experiment needs to end. I need Jonathan Isaac to come back healthy and stay healthy. That isn't the case. But don't forget, we drafted a power forward with our first pick last year who got hurt in the NCAA tournament. So, like, our team is full of these forwards that are the same exact player. True. Yeah. Man. So – I'm just going to – we don't even need to go no further with that. I mean, I expected the Bucks to sweep us. We got that one win like we did last year against the Raptors, and ever since then we've been getting beat by 20-plus. So, it ain't really mm. – nothing. it's nothing to elaborate on Orlando. Blow it up. Yeah. Sounds about right. I mean, no progress. You guys have been just stuck. Exactly. Stuck in place. Something has to change. Um. Well, who else? Who, who else? And the Philly situation we already discussed on. Um, hey, I Luka! Hey. Luka! hey, man, Luca has shown that he's a dog. The one thing I will say, the one thing I will say, is I love Luca. I love the way he's playing. But this is a this series is close because the Clippers can't figure out a solid defensive rotation without Patrick Beverly to save their lives. And if and if uh, playoff P gets them 20 points in any of these games, yeah, the Clippers win. Yeah, he said he said a quote yesterday that made me laugh after the game. He basically said uh if I shot a lot better, this uh, series would be a lot different. <laughs> well, when's it going to happen? Yeah. I playoff P Pandemic P. And he he got to pick it up. I mean, I'm a, I think they're going to figure it out. I think they're going to figure it out and eventually win the series. I was already on record as saying that the Clippers are going to win this in six or six anyway. So I I got according to my earlier predictions, I would have the Clippers win in the next two. But playoff P got to help me out, bro. He got to do something, man. I don't just take it to the rim, get a few easy buckets, and then. Maybe your shot will come. Get a few easy buckets. Uh, play, play, play some. Get a rhythm defense. going. Get, exactly. Get a steal. Get you a block. Just get the juices flowing. Right now, there's. We all know. We've all played basketball, and there's nothing worse than brick after brick after brick. And it, at that point, it doesn't matter who you are. It does take a toll on you mentally. What yeah. happens is you need to start taking stuff to the rim. Get to the free throw line. Get some easy. Easy buckets, and then, like I said, get some steals, get in the open court, anything you need to do to get yourself in any kind of rhythm. They need you. PG, they need you. And I'm putting out a wanted poster 
if they lose with your face on it. Yeah, but <clears throat> we talked about Paul George pretty pretty well there. Now let's talk about Luca. They could have easily shut that game down. They were down 22. It was either 21 or 22. It was like 54 to, to I think, uh, what was it, 33 or something like that? Yeah. They could have just shut it down. I mean, you have no Kristaps Porzingis. You, you don't really have much help if you're, if you're Luca. But no, with the help of playoff P, <laughs> gone, gone missing, and Luca just doing his thing. I mean, they came all the way back, took a, uh, what is it? They took a double digit lead, I believe. Yeah. And then they blew it, because then Kawhi took over. Luca is exceptional, bro. This man is oh, top yeah. five in the He's NBA. only 21, bro. He is top five in the NBA. Guy is the limit. It, the way his playmaking ability is insane. And like I said earlier, Dallas's offense and their spacing is already elite anyway. Yeah. Carlisle, like I said, Carlisle's a good coach, man, and he's creating the perfect offensive situations. Come on. I have over half the game he was getting the switches on for Luca with Reggie Reggie Jackson, bro. And he was killing Reggie Jackson all night. Yep. Well, I mean, yeah, they're they're coaching this phenomenal because, I mean, Kawhi starts on Luca. He started on Luca, uh, definitely like in the fourth quarter. But I mean, they just forced so many switches. Right. So I mean, you either got to make the uh, make the change of, <clears throat> I mean, easier said than done, of just going over the screen every time, or you just got to get. I don't know. You just got to hope he misses. But I think that's where they're missing Beverly because all they're doing is switching Luca. Oh, yeah. Beverly in, game, Beverly in game one was causing Luca fits. Of course. And that's what I'm saying. That, that Right now, with Beverly out, you're putting Reggie Jackson in a situation where he's vulnerable. Reggie Jackson was never the best defensive player. Never. Yeah. So, he, all we're nope. doing is you're, you're giving him that switch and it's barbecue chicken nine times out of ten. Yep. Yeah, Luca was just having his way yesterday, man. It was so fun to watch, though, especially down the stretch with Kawhi and Luca just going back and forth. Now, you, as great as Luca's been, you know who's actually been surprising me, man? Uh, is it on the Magic? No. Lou Will. No, even though that's my dog. Got to the Lou Will. That's my dog. But no. Your boy Karis Levert. Yeah, Levert, man. I'm he telling you, baller, the, Nets, bro. the Nets are going to be a problem. Now, I have a question for you because this is what I've been seeing. KD comes back, Kyrie comes back. Does that stunt Karis Levert progress? I don't believe so. So, I mean, dude, you can make a lineup with uh with that team. Because you have Levert. I believe they, they're going to be able to bring back Dinwiddie. Then you got Kyrie and Durant. So you could do so much with that lineup. Because I, I don't know if DeAndre Jordan is coming back, but you, you still have Jerry Allen. So, I mean, you can make a lineup with uh, Durant, either Dinwiddie or Levert, um, Kyrie, Jerry Allen, and then – 
I don't know who your who your four four Make would K- be. Put KD at the four. Put Joe Harris at the three. That way he's yeah exactly. Joe one. Harris at the three. Yeah, I mean that's gonna be a that's gonna be a problem, bro. But see, the more I watch Karis Levert, man, the more I realize this guy is a playmaker. I like him with the ball in his hands, man. He knows how to get his team involved, and he scores off like off ball. I almost don't want him next to KD and Kyrie because you know once they are in the game, the ball is eighty percent in their hands, eighty yep. percent, and I think that's gonna kill Karis Levert because he's so good at playmaking, man. I wish. I want him to be their sixth man so he can come in and basically run run the bench, but they they, they may uh do a lot like I mean it's not the same position, but they may just have Levert and um Levert and Dinwiddie come off the bench together. And then play who? And what do you mean play who? Who plays they, the two? You just have I mean, they could just have uh, Kyrie, Joe Harris at the two, Durant at the three. I don't know who would play the four, but then you got Jarrett Allen. Yeah, they, they're going to be able to do a lot with that they, lineup. They, that coach is going to have so much fun with that lineup when healthy. Yeah, but they got rid of Kenny, didn't they? Uh, I didn't hear about that. Uh, they might have. I don't know if they did or not. I've seen that the people were saying uh, – Kenny, uh, the 76ers would be interested in Kenny, and I was like, hey, let him go. Well, yeah, they can be interested in any coach they want. Doesn't mean that they're going to get Let's one see, that's hired. The NBA got to stop doing that. All they're doing is recycling coaches, and they're they getting let go and fired in, within two years. Yeah. Find one of these guys, these college guys, man. Celtics been rolling with Brad Stevens for how long? OKC been running with uh, Billy Donovan for how long? Get one of these college guys, man. That's innovative. Yeah, I mean, I heard sources uh, saying um, teams were interested in uh, Jawan Howard, but he has no interest in going to the NBA. I wouldn't either. Not yet. Not right now. Yeah, not yet. He ain't got no. He ain't got no real experience under his belt. That's you true. Want, you don't want him to go out there and get exposed. I mean, you never know. I mean, how do you know he'll get exposed? Because I don't think Michigan's sets are quality enough to work in the NBA. Yeah, you may be right on that. You may <laughs> be right. <laughs> that one, I don't know. I'm not so sure. Um, who else? Oh, boy. This dang Jazz Nuggets series, man. What the heck happened? I, I don't know, man. Denver, I mean, adjustments, basically. And Utah has been shutting that shit down. Yes, they have. And, uh, I mean, uh, what game was it? I think it was game three. I want to say it was game three where the Nuggets just did not show up. They just got – they just could not score. Well, I've seen I- – I've seen that they benching Michael Porter again. Yep, they have him coming up off the bench, and that a young player like that, it could just ruin their confidence. Yep, ruin the confidence, and you making it's not a good luck. You making key lineup adjustments in the playoffs. I mean, when when you're, getting, that. when you're getting blown out like that, I mean, you kind of got to do something. 
look, hey, that's another team where I don't know, bro. If they don't make if they don't do what they're supposed to do this year, do you blow that up? Because I'll be three no, years of under. No, not three even three. close. Three years of underachieving, bro. Yeah, I mean, you could say that, but no, you you don't blow. What you gonna get rid of Murray or Jokic? No way. Murray and Jokic, I guess, can stay. I'm and, and you're not really blowing it up if you're keeping your two superstars. That's true. That's true. I don't know, man. I don't know. Because at this point, what do they need to do to get better? What do they need to do to be able to beat? The thing is, they have a team full of all stars or players with all star caliber. But no yeah. one is no one is really a superstar. I mean, you can say Jokic is a superstar. But again, it's so hard to build around a center these days. It really is because of how today – I mean, I was just watching game – I think it was game four yesterday. Um, I, I, I watched Murray and uh, Mitchell. They just went back and forth just, you know, doing a high pick and roll. Yeah. They forced the center to play. That's the thing. Like, you know what you got, but you also know the li- they're liable. They're liable in that. Yeah, in the aspect of the pick and roll. So, however, they're they're down there to sh- uh, block shots, rebound, and get putbacks. So I mean, you, you just got to take your poison. Which makes it easier to build a team around somebody like Rudy Gobert, who, like I said, knows his offensive role, has no problem, but can give you great defense on whether it's the pick and roll, whether it's the other teams pick and popping, whether there's teams that's sitting out and trying to be a motion offense, like Rudy Gobert defensively is superb. And it's a lot easier to build around that than build around the center that has all this offensive skill set, and now you're trying to figure out how to run your offense to them because that's what the Nuggets have been trying to do. They are kind of split on running their offense between Murray and running their offense between Jokic. Yeah. It's it's too hard to do. Yeah, it is. I mean – and the and the way it, the, the NBA now is fast, like they play at a fast tempo. So now with you running your running these guys, and basically as a ball handler at times, you're taking you're dropping them, you're dropping minutes, you're dropping PT because you see Jokic had to lose all that weight to be able to even do it this long. That's true. It, it's just too hard, man. That's why I'm like. How many more years do the Nuggets need to underachieve before you finally say this shit's not working? I, I don't know, man. I mean, you, you go at least a year, at least another year, minimum. But, I mean, yeah, they, they're definitely underachievers right now because they got the pieces. They have a good bench. They have two stars. They got, they got shooting around them. So I, I don't know what their problem is other than, like you said, underachieving. Exactly. And that goes to another team. What does Portland do if they come out here? Because they lost tonight. Let's go ahead and chalk that up. They lost. Oh, yeah, they definitely lost tonight. There's no no way they were winning on Mamba Day. Exactly. No That's way. what I was saying. So now you're dead And now then on top of that, once Lillard got that dislocated finger, man, it was a wrap. But that dislocated ain't bothering him like that. Uh, I I believe it did. I, what I believe happened is the Blazers ran up again. 
the number one seed. They punched the number one seed in the mouth, just like Orlando. Punched the number one seed in the mouth, and they woke up a monster that they they forgot was over there. Yep. I mean, it's like I said, it's been a game of mismatch. It was it was a series of mismatches. It was. And obviously, AD and LeBron just were the better duo. As we expected. That's two of the top. Yeah, we did. In the NBA. That's why I said I had I had the Lakers in five or six anyways. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I had uh, Blazers in six, but we know that ain't happening. Yeah, go ahead and kiss the baby on that. <laughs> kiss the baby on that. I told you that wasn't happening. See, that was you being a fanboy and living in the moment. Yeah, I guess you could say that. I mean, I mean, Lillard looked unstoppable. Even game one, he still looked unstoppable. And then... And then they decided to start down to earth. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, this series is over. I mean, right now we're early fourth quarter and they're up by 38. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's crazy. All right, well, we talked about that series. What series are we looking at now? Oh, so we're pretty much chalking up the Bucks winning the series because right now it's what three one, right? Yeah, we 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 don't got to. No, okay, so game. Miami just swept, I believe, right? Or are they up three three zip? No, they swept. All right, so that series is going to be fun. Yeah, because it's, it's it's Bucks versus Miami, right? Yeah, and a lot of people got Miami winning. I think I may be one of those people just because they play so they play so well together, man. They play such great team ball. And then on top of that, if you need somebody to take over, they they have somebody. They got Jimmy Butler, and then honestly, I think Bam can take over a game as well. I I'm not. I like Miami, and I like what they're doing. I'm not so willing to say they're ready to beat the Bucks, and I'll tell you why. Right now, they played an Indiana team that one is exactly who I thought they were. They they played an Indiana team that has an injured Oladipo, an injured and an unexpired Oladipo. I don't even think he wants to be in Indiana. Sabonis, who's really their best player, is out, and then you had a. T.J. Warren, who won, just came to the bubble and got extremely hot. And he are in the first series they get was against his arch rival and and Jimmy Buckets, who's known to lock defenders down. T.J. First of all, like I tell people, T.J. Warren was never that good. He's a solid player, yes, but he was never as good as he was putting the numbers up. Those numbers that he put up was that was his that was his highest peak, and there was no way in hell he was going to stay at that level, especially against the Heat. So I already knew that the Pacers there were in trouble. Now, the Bucks play stifling, stifling defense. And a lot like Car- uh, not Carolina, a lot like Toronto, it starts, believe it or not, with Eric Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe does so much for them on the defensive side and allows somebody like Greek Freak to be able to come off those help sides because with Eric Bledsoe, he doesn't switch on anything. He doesn't have to. The same with Kyle Lowry. He don't, they don't, those guys don't switch. So that leaves that leaves Giannis with free roam. He he can do whatever he wants at that point, and that makes them so 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 difficult. 
And that is where I think there's going to be the, a lot of people aren't going to talk about it, but that's going to be the key because they're not going to be able to rotate. The Bucks are not going to rotate. They're not going to leave, leave the heroes open all the time. They're not going to leave those Duncan Robbins open. They don't have to. Those guys are going through those screens. It's yeah. gonna, so I, I think it's going to be a lot more difficult. And as good as Brogdon is defensively, he's not big enough and strong enough like Eric Bledsoe. Heck, even Chris Middleton is uh, average at best defender, but he knows where his help is, and he knows that regardless, he can be exposed. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be very interesting to to see that series because if I'm not mistaken, I think Miami won the regular season against that against yeah, them. Yeah, Miami beat like everybody in the regular season on the East. Yeah, I mean. Like I said, they're a really good team. They play really good defense. Uh, like I said, team ball. They got their players that can that can take over a game. Uh-huh. Question is, who are they going to have on Giannis? It has to be Bam. Get, Bam. It has to be. I can Bam. see it, and I I think I think Giannis is going to have trouble with Bam a little. Yeah. Not not saying like shut down. Wise, but I mean, he's gonna he's gonna have to work for it a lot more than obviously he did in Orlando. Of course, but yeah. but see, as much as I give the Bucks credit defensively, they have no chance of winning this series if Chris Middleton doesn't find his offensive game. Oh, definitely. It, it was okay for you to average under fifteen points to beat Orlando because we're not we struggle to score ninety points regardless. You're not beating the Miami Heat when your second best player is giving you 15 points. Let's go ahead and throw that out there. Chris Middleton, I'm about to put a public service announcement on your head, too, if you don't show up because now is the time they they need you, bro. They need to see that all-star in you because the Heat ain't backing down. No, not at all. I mean, the Heat – I mean, the Heat feel like they're probably favorites just because they – they know they got their number. The Heat are looking at themselves as the as the NBA, at least Eastern Conference champions, because they, I think, have the record over everybody in the East. Yeah, they might. I mean, I the way they, they play, a, I can see I it. think they have a winning record over all of the big teams in the East. So, right now, they're fearless. They don't – they're the ones who's not – they're not living with a monkey on their back right now because no one picks them to win the NBA Finals anyways. No one expects them to get there. I mean, now that the playoffs have started and people are starting to take notice maybe, but beforehand, no. They weren't the favorites or chosen to be. So yeah. they, they're going to fly – they're flying under the radar and they're loving it right now. But, yeah. I, like I said, I think the Bucks will pull it out, but I definitely can see the Heat shooting, shooting just overall shooting them out the gym. So you have that series going six or seven? I have Easily? That, yeah, six or seven. No one's winning that before. Six or seven. I'm a, If I had to go on record, I would go on record and say the Bucks and six. Bucks and six. All right. Bucks and six. I don't think we see a game seven there. I, I say my. I'm gonna just say Miami and seven. Which I, I can see. I can see because those yeah, are... I can see it either way. Yeah, definitely. I can see either team winning in six or seven. But like you said, I, I don't see them winning in um, like you said, like four or five. I, I can't. 
that somebody's gonna have to get hurt for that to happen. Somebody's gonna have to get hurt, or one team is lost their offense. Yeah, the Heat's three-point shooting went cold, or another series of no Middleton and Giannis with thirty-five and twenty. That ain't gonna be enough. Nope. Um, and then uh, one of the uh, the next big, the next biggest series right now is we sleeping. OKC done tied it up, baby. I'm telling y'all, OKC, 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 get Houston out of there. Get Russell Westbrook out of there. Get James Harden out of there. Hey, I I mean. (laughs) looking good. I I said if Westbrook (laughs) misses more than two games, OKC. However, uh, after Houston went and won the first two, I – I could have saw a sweep. Like, but OKC proved me wrong, and I'm glad because I want OKC to win that series. Point God got them boys balling. Shay hey, don't. Balling. But the biggest surprise is Schroeder with these 30-point bombs. Yeah, Schroeder, he's, he's balling too right off the bench. Yeah, Schroeder has found his home. He needs to stay right there. It looked like they got a three-headed monster at the guard position that they need to make sure is locked in. Yep. Um, and I'm trying to tell you, I like the Houston Rockets more without Westbrook. He is a liability shooting the basketball. He is he he. He makes that offense a lot easier to guard and maintain. But when you can walk the ball, when you when you have James Harden bringing the ball up at all times, and then you you space them out with Eric Gordon, House, Jeff Green, PJ Tucker, that offense can do a lot more when your overall ball handler is the best scorer in the NBA at the moment because KD is hurt. Yeah, that's true. I think also, I mean, yeah, I like their sets better as it is now, and I think that's gonna bite them in the butt. <laughs> Beast Brooks gonna come back and OKC and six like I predicted. Yeah, I can see it. I mean Westbrook, I don't know. Like, yeah, him and Harden, I don't think coexist with each other too well. Cause they not, both need the ball in their hands. You said not what? Not to win a championship. No. I mean I don't know if the roster could win a championship. Because, I mean, they have no bigs. You've got to have at least a big in there, dude. And that's the thing. For them, one, they're, they're going to overachieve. Based on paper, they're going to overachieve every year. Because their roster ain't very good. But the, the way Mike, Mike D'Antoni's style of play has shown well over the years that it's going to win. It, it, yeah, it's going to win games, but it will not win you a championship. Exactly. And Kobe told us this. Kobe's told us this before about them and the way that, that, that style of play is. And honestly, I noticed it a long time ago when he was with the uh, when he was with the Suns with Steve Nash, Sean Marion, and Amari Stoudemire. It was the funnest, it was the funnest team in the world to watch at that time. Because they were the only team yeah. that was running up, flying up and down the court making the flashy play, shooting the, the threes. 
they were the only team at the time doing that. But it was clear that that was never going to win a championship. And even the way the, the NBA has changed to fit that even better, it's just still not going to do it. Like you said, I th- they got to be the roster at this point as well. Yeah. I mean, you don't have any bigs, literally. So when you run into a team that has a – maybe not like a superstar big, but like a, a solid big, I mean, they're going to co- – they're going to cause problems. Because, I mean, you could say OKC has a solid big, though, with Steven Adams. But but if you run into a team with an athletic big, because Steven Adams ain't very athletic. He's just a big body. And, I mean, you could just pick and roll that. And I'm pretty sure OKC has came out and ran some zone, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but he's been uh... – Steven Adams is still solid, especially against a P.J. Tucker. Oh, yeah, against P.J. Tucker. But, I mean, when they when you run, like, pick and rolls and stuff and get the switch, it goes back to, like, Embiid or Jokic or Gobert on the pick and roll. I mean, they're a liability on that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's why I, I just – I don't see – I don't see Mike – one and one, and I don't see James Harden one and one, not with the style of play. Yeah. So, I mean, is there another series we're missing, or have we covered the playoffs basically? I mean, uh, we we haven't discussed the the Raptors Nets, but that's another one we don't need to talk about. That one was never going to be a, a playoff-changing series anyway. The Nets were supposed to get swept in the very beginning. The Nets, they weren't even expected to really – I mean, they may I have been expected to make the playoffs, but they, – yeah, They didn't have no other choice, man. The Wizards wasn't going nowhere. That's true. So they, they didn't have a choice. They were stuck. And that's why I'm like, we don't even need to discuss that. I mean, the only main thing coming out of that is how badly injured is Kyle Lowry. Yeah. If he misses a good portion of uh, next series, which sounds like he might. I mean, if his sprain was a lot like uh, Gordon Hayward's, I mean, Gordon Hayward's missing like four weeks, three to four weeks. Yeah, but if Kyle Lowry's missing three to four weeks, it's over. Boston's going to rip him apart. Yeah, I mean, the way Boston's playing, it's... The way Boston's playing, and Lowry is the key. He is the little focal point of that team. That man is a dog. Yeah, he is. He is a dog. Yeah, his leadership and and everything like that, that's going to play a big factor. But, I mean, they they got a deep bench. They have a really deep team. But his leadership and defense is... Going to be the uh, it's bar, yeah, it's bar none. It's bar yeah. none, man. Like, let me tell you this if Kyle Lowry misses three games, I see the Celtics at two and one or possibly three and zero at that point. Yeah, I can definitely see it, but I don't know because they play defense in uh, Toronto, they do. I, I like Van Fleet, I like Nick Powell, OG. I like them. They they definitely got waves of defenders that they can send. 
But yeah. lot, the thing is, they get a lot of points, too, by doing the dirty work, doing diving on the floor, getting these loose rebounds, playing stifling defense, forcing turnovers. And the main guy with that, like I said, is Lowry. So him going, if he misses a, a good chunk of time, might have to cancel Christmas, kiss the baby. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So hopefully he's – I mean, he won't be 100% probably any game, but hopefully he's good enough to play, just miss maybe one game, one or two games instead let's, of you know, three or four. Yeah, let's, let's hope that he got enough time to recover from this sweep that he won't miss no time because I, I do want to see him out there against the way Boston's playing right now. I want to see that. That that's gonna be marquee matchup. That's that's gonna be big time basketball. Yeah. I Dickie V say he's a diaper dandy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Um I think we're close to wrapping up. So with that being said, who's your uh, who's your finals matchup right now? After basically all the round one games, I'm gonna stick with my original. I'm not. I'm not wavering off this because I ain't got to yet. My predictions are still in play. Clippers, Bucks, Clippers, and six. All right. All right. Um, I got oof. I don't know. I mean, uh, I know yours changed. You. Uh, I, I want to say Bucks out of the East, but it's going to be really tough because you. If they get past Miami, they they're going to. I think they're going to be. Yeah. Well. Well, well, I I could see Toronto beating beating Boston. And if that happens I, again, I can. I got Bucks. I got the Bucks. Man, the only way. I, yeah, I. I mean, like I said, I still got bucks, and out of the out of the West, I have. Uh, I got the Lakers, and I got. I got the Lakers winning it all, probably in. Honestly, in probably. Five or six. Yeah. And. Yeah, uh, I, I think ultimately it's going to be one of the LA teams, like. My, yeah. money's, my money's on a championship going home to L.A. Yeah, the the Lakers. I mean, LeBron, LeBron's on a mission, bro. He had to prove everybody wrong. Yeah, that he could win it in the West. And I think uh, he can definitely do it. I'm not going to lie, though. If he does do it, I want him to just drop. I just want him to drop it and retire. I want him to retire just like that on top. Y'all said he couldn't do it in Cleveland. He had he went back home, did it in Cleveland. He went to Miami to start off that run, did it in Miami, and then y'all said he couldn't do it at 35. Y'all said he couldn't do it in the West. And not only did he get the number one seed, he won the ring. If the Lakers were to win, I wouldn't be mad at all, but I hope he called it a quit. Yeah, that would, that would be a really, really good uh, ending to a career. It really would. To one of the best players to ever play the game. Yep. Now, uh, something new that I've been wanting to try, and we're going to start keeping tabs on this. 
you know, both of us are big on gambling. We both are big on FanDuel. We both like this kind of stuff. So from today on, every time we do a show, whether it's a visual show or whether it's just our podcast like it is right now, I want us to do a free play for the people. And we're going to keep tabs at the end of the week, and we'll tally them all up. Give me your free play for tomorrow. Give me your best bet for tomorrow. Uh, I do not see Denver going home. I don't think there's – no. I just don't see it. So, right now I see Utah as a minus three. Um, I'm going to say uh, – I'm going to say Nuggets straight up. Ooh, you starting off the free plays with an underdog play. Y'all hear that? Underdog play, for those of you who don't know, when it comes to underdog plays, that means it is a plus in front of that number. Anytime you get that, you're making more money than you put in if it was to win. So if you put in $10, if it's plus whatever, you're going to make your $10 and whatever that whatever was for you guys who don't know. Uh, that's just, a solid pick, just, man. Just so everyone knows, uh, more times than not, I'm going to pick an underdog. <laughs> that's just what I do. Um. Okay. Well, with you going all wild and risky on the first free play of the of our shows, I'm actually gonna go ahead and go with a little bit safer here, and I'm gonna go baseball, and I'm gonna go Cleveland Indians money line over the Minnesota Twins. Um, the Indians have their ace on the mound, uh, and at that point. The Indians are already a great team, but when you come out and you throw um, – who's in the mile? I forgot. Give me one sec. Give me literally one second. Yeah. Yeah, with Bieber on the mound, 5-0 and with an ERA of 1.1. Yeah, I'm just going to roll with Bieber on this one. I'm giving mine to my three play to Cleveland money line, which is going to be at a minus 170. Uh, you can go risky and take the cover. But if you do that, just remember that the Twins are still a good team. So don't be be aware that uh, anything can happen there. But I'll go Cleveland Indians money line. Uh, with that being said, I think I'll go ahead and wrap it up for our show today. You got any last words, comments? Stephen Q? No, not really. I mean, we covered pretty much everything. I put my two cents in just about everything we talked about. I think uh, – I think that's a that's a good show. I this episode too. we've done. <laughs> yeah, we've been on here just to talking and rambling. Even did a little arguing and disagreeing. I love it. But uh always thank you for having you. Uh I'm thankful to have you on the show. Yep. Um for everyone who's listening again, we're on all social media platforms. Please like, subscribe, follow. And, and comment get in get with us let's let's interact we love to see the interaction we will get back to you immediately we love it um like i said we're all on all our social media platforms under nba cast again nba cast that's youtube twitter instagram also facebook and uh we'll see you guys next time thank you guys for tuning in all right peace